Welcome to Maple Syrup Blood Money. I am your host, Kyle Cardi, and joining me, as always, is the red hood to my swole high schooler. <laughs> Noah Carden. <laughs> no, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, man, this episode is a treat. Oh, my God, this episode is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Okay. So, this episode, I actually remember, this one is called The Watcher in the Woods. Yes. And it is a fucking, it just fucking is, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, it, it goes, it, it goes some weird ass places. It goes, and I'm glad that we're finally getting some Kevin stuff, and like, I get what they're doing with Kevin, because really in season one, Kevin's whole thing was like super not as dark as everyone else's shit but Mm -hmm. so like i get that they're like pulling back the veneer and being like oh yeah like kevin's kevin's whole life isn't that perfect but um boy oh boy i just hope they they treat kevin well i i really hope kevin if everyone dies except for kevin that's an acceptable casualty because kevin is perfect Yes, he's a, a sweet, sweet boy who is, like, made of mounds of beef, as we see in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. he is getting big for wrestling. So, th- there's basically two big storylines this episode, and that's Archie and his, like, Red Hood gang being formed. Uh-huh. And yep. and Kevin basically just trolling for dick. Which is fine. Yeah. Like, I think that they handle that necessity very, very well. But, um, shit, which one should we even talk about first? Or should we just hit the smaller ones first? Like, like Jughead starting his school. Because this is, like, the uh, first time we let's... see him in there, really, except for last season. Yeah, we saw him for, like, all of five seconds last season. So, um, yeah, let's let's knock out the smaller plots first. Um, uh, Jughead's whole thing this episode is him uh, meeting Tony Topaz, who I think is going to be a potential, like romantic rival interest slash yeah rival also for betty in future episodes yeah and as she's like giving him the tour around the school i do feel like this is a necessary story that kyle has to tell like kids are just like taking jingle jangle in the fucking hallways so (laughs) yes uh Um, in a health class that i had one time my good friend noah while we were talking about the dangers of drug use this kid next to me his name was Let's say Paul, because that was his name. And, like, (laughs) duh. Um, Drugs were crazy, crazy prevalent in my school. And, like, now my school has a heroin problem, but it had not had a heroin problem then. But so this kid, Paul, was, like, in the desk next to me. And, like, while the teacher's back was turned and he was talking about why you shouldn't do drugs, he took out... um, I think it was, like, a Vicodin, and he, like, smashed it up underneath a dollar bill, like, on his desk, and then he did a line of that smashed up pill, just the whole, the whole gosh dang thing, and, like, I'm just watching him in just, like, utter amazement as he just gets all that good, good powder in his nose, and then he knows I'm watching him, so he comes up, like, after the line in one fluid, like, samurai sword stroke motion with, like, the thing coming out of his nose and his other hand goes up to his nose and he just goes 
like right in my face. And I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, the teacher didn't see shit. Or if he did, he didn't care. Like, so Jingle Jangle made me feel at home, <laughs> basically, is what I'm saying. Nice. Oh my God. Tony's cute. Her hair's cute. I like the color. I, f- I feel yeah. like I'll get yelled um, at on Twitter if I don't, like, objectify a person, I guess. <laughs> uh, Tony's really cool. Yeah. Um, she's a serpent uh, kid. little A little serpent. A little sneaky snake. Uh, she's a garter uh, snake. Yeah. And she's also, like, the school photographer. So when Jughead talks to Mr. Phillips, his new, like, homeroom teacher, I guess, about starting up the red and black Southside's... Um, school newspaper he corrals uh tony into being the school uh photographer as well so uh and that's almost it really other than at some point uh jughead gets beat up by the ghoulies um yeah he does get grabbed by the ghoulies and i do feel like we should not say beat up i do think we do need to say rareware's popular game grabbed by the ghoulies yes um, I was also thinking the Groovy Ghoulies, which was a uh, cartoon, like Saturday morning cartoon in the 70s about a bunch of like classic monsters having a band like you do in the 70s. As, as, as the 70s does. Yes. Like pretty much every sort of kids cartoon show was about a Music. band. I wonder where Archie yeah. and the Archies came from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Josie and the Pussycats. Hmm. Um, so yeah, um, that's but that's really about it um, for for Jughead. This yeah, he this episode. like I said, he had his big stuff the past you know week or two, mm-hmm. and now we're starting to move on to the secondary characters. Like I think that that Josie's gonna get her first episode next week. Like that's that's a called shot. I think we're, we're gonna get the B plot or the A plot is gonna be Josie centric. Um, right. And definitely the B plot or the A plot is gonna be gonna be Archie centric because Jesus fuck Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Betty this time around uh, is just kind of a part of Kevin's plot. It's basically Kevin and Betty uh, going at each other for the most part. Yeah. Um, Veronica has some stuff with her dad where she's basically just trying to get more in, kind of more in his good graces i guess might be the the way to phrase it the, the way to phrase it yeah. yeah um she's she's constantly she's basically trying to get on the inside of the 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 veil of of lodge industries to see what's actually going on yeah she for sure um, does not trust she knows what's up with my man smithers called yeah. shot once we defeat Hiram at the end of this season, like, we do the final boss fight, he transforms into his second and third form, and the red circle uh-huh. uses their... Archie uses the red circle materia to summon the most powerful summon in the game, and we beat him. Um, called shot, she is going to hire Smithers back. Probably, yeah, for sure. yeah. I can definitely see that. Um, Hermione, like, swings back and forth between, like, being the protective mom, like we were talking about last episode... Where she's she's kind of following following along with Hiram's um, plans just to kind of keep Veronica out of trouble, and being like actively antagonistic towards Veronica, like 
there's a scene uh, later when Hiram takes Archie into his study to like talk about his his masked militia that's running I, around the town. Fuck me. Um, so I do <laughs> um, I do think I I just like by necessity need to streamline uh, my point system because like oh man. There's just too many points to keep track of anymore. And also, the season disappeared for a while. So, the new point system is PP, parent points. If you have negative PP, you're a bad parent. If you have positive PP, you're a good parent. The the good dad points and bad mom points, those were were fine. But whatever the fuck they were actually called cuz i think i did just get them in reverse <laughs> but um you you may have but, um, also when you have zero pp you can't do any special exactly moves. i did very yeah when you have zero pp you can't use force lightning or force heal you need to pick one side um but yeah i just want to standardize it and also i want to say pp as much as possible <laughs> Fuck. Oh, you dork. Um, um, but yeah, so that's that's cool. Also, I mean, like, not to gloss over Veronica's whole steez, but we do need to talk about how Hiram Lodge is basically down to clown with a teenage militia. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. weird. Okay, so let's let's jump in on Archie's plot here. Uh, yeah, because we sort of have to fucking unpack that first. We have to. And also, I think it's not quite as deep as Kevin's plot, so let's do that first, and then we'll talk a bit more about Kevin. So, um, Archie's whole thing is that he wants to, with Midge and Moose, or, well, Moose mainly, getting shot, but surviving because Moose is I Moose. I fucking told and, you, man. Toothless. And it's he, fucking Toothless. He, they yeah, want us to be like, but, oh, nobody's safe this season. But hey, guess what, motherfucker? You killed a pedophile from last season and no one else. Everyone yeah. is actually safe, actually. Yeah. Um, but he's like, all right, well, if Sheriff Keller can't keep up with this shit and, you know, they're like, hey, we're going to take care of this, but guess who caught, like, Cliff Bossom and all this other stuff last, you know, Earlier in do the you year, mean Jughead and Betty. <laughs> yeah, pretty Archie, much. Do you mean Jughead uh, and Betty? Because you didn't. I think we went on record as saying you don't do shit last season. Yeah. Well, Archie's like, nah. I'm. We're gonna do this this time. It's gonna be all about me, and I'm gonna get the entire football team and this crazy uh, prepper dude to uh, who sold me a gun that magically changed models. Between I was episodes. gonna say Archie is a transmutation wizard because that is not the same gun. <laughs> no. Fucking. He looked like he bought a CZ75 and it transformed into a 1911. So yeah. So like the folks that are like down to clown with Archie's teen boy shirtless hood militia are Dilton Doily, someone who like shoots guns in front of children's for sport. Fucking. The principal of the school. Who the fuck else? Yeah. Uh, a convicted felon, Hiram Lodge. Yeah, Hiram Lodge is um, all about it. His super misogynistic and like sex offensy football team. And I feel like I'm missing someone. Um Oh, his friend his friends. Who are just like, oh Archie, you're so silly. Yeah. This is another one of your projects. What the fuck, friends? Do not let your friends start a goddamn buff boy militia. Also, BBM is what we are referring to it from now on. <laughs> the buff boy, the buff boy militia. militia. 
So, yeah, he starts, they're supposed to be like a watchdog group that just rolls around town as they see something and they're, they'll, they'll call, um, See something, Sheriff say Kelly. something. Yeah, pretty much. They're like, uh, what is it, the, the Guardian Angels? Except the Guardian Angels are, I believe, a fucking gang. I think they are recognized as yeah, a gang, yeah. Yeah, and also yeah. they are, I believe, party to illicit activities. I might be wrong. I might be confusing my bike boys, but I'm pretty sure. But yeah, so, I mean, technically, that does make Archie's group a gang because they have already participated in gun running. Yes. Um, Principal Weatherby is like, no, no, they're they're totally a school club. It's school spirit, y'all. Like, check this shit out. Um... So yeah, so uh, they do actually do one bit of good, which is they save Ethel Muggs at one point, so, you know, Barb doesn't die a second time. Oh man, you know that the second that I edit this, I'm gonna just fucking watch all of Stranger Things. Like, you know. I'm I'm seven episodes in out of nine. Fuck. I did Mario yesterday, I did the Mario, so my brain's all full of my good friend Mario. Um, I, I played some some of the new Wolfenstein this morning. So I've been playing the first one. It's very good. I'm very excited for the second one. Want to support it because its advertising literally says punch Nazis in the face, and that is a family tradition where I'm from. So yes. anyway, enough about shit that isn't Riverdale. Um, so his like boy squad goes around like plastering shit. Oh, just like plastering shit all over the fucking place about the red with like a red circle on it. It's. <sighs> But so, yeah, they are driving around. They save Ethel from getting straight-up murdered, potentially. Mm -hmm. Or at the very least being creeped on, which I will go on record as saying that is a good thing to do. I don't want to devalue that. Look out for each other, especially Ethel, because Barb really did have a shitty death. (laughs) Yes. yes, And I like seeing Ethel. She's fun. Um, So, yeah, so he... He meets with um, Hiram Lodge a couple of times, and they have a chat about... And Hiram is very invested in the Red Circle, and he's like, Hey, you know, tell me tell me how you're going to save Riverdale, Archie. Tell me how you're going to... Like, like, what your plan is. What you're going to do. What you're going to do there, handsome red hair so boy. So do you think he's being condescending? I think he's... I don't think he's being condescending, but I think he's using Archie or setting him up for something. Yeah, to like strike at his papa so that way he can like steal the real estate or something. I think it's going to be that. I think he's also going to try and break up uh, Archie and Veronica. Ooh, Um, good call. I I think he's going for like he's going for like a hat trick of you know, get more land in Riverdale um, break up Archie and Veronica and take out Fred Andrews. Yeah, also, Archie does continue the blockhead tradition of, like, why the fuck are you trusting Hiram Lodge? Are you crazy? Especially his father tells him not to trust Hiram Lodge. (laughs) The only good dad on this fucking show, the only person with, like, a super high pee-pee, with a big pee-pee, is Kevin's dad. (laughs) Yes, that is that was the joke that I renamed the whole system for. You're welcome. It was very bad. Okay. Um, it's a stupid joke. But he's the only person who is, like, far and away the best dad on the show. Hey, hey, Archie's dad, you're still a good dad. But, Archie, how the fuck do you not know that Hiram is worst dad? Actually, yeah. Cliff, 
is pretty bad. <laughs> Shit. There's actually maybe some did, worse dads. He's still a very bad dad, is what I'm saying. Do we did do we talk about the cliff joke in the end of season one? Because I don't know if we ever actually talked about Which it. Which one? So in the epilogue episode, it starts with Jughead saying, It's the ultimate cliffhanger. And Oh boy. Cliff hung himself or Penelope hung Cliff. I think they did oh. definitely kill Clifford. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, okay. The big red drug dealer. I'm, I'm sorry to get off topic, but this is very important to me because now we are talking about the Blossoms. Um, one, huh? where the fuck is Grandma Blossom? We still don't know. Nobody knows. She's she's hiding underneath Riverdale, concocting her plans to yeah to yeah. like, and and two, just Mario is so in my brain right now. <laughs> Did we see Polly yet? Uh, Polly shows up for in like this one episode, second, yes. right? She shows up in two scenes. One where she, yeah, uh, on the screen now actually, where she talks about how since the the Black Hood, who is the the masked man, that's what he's calling himself. He left a Zodiac killer like letter, um, with hold on, I gotta take another side step. We're taking like digressing a couple layers. Yeah, here. he sent a letter to the Coopers with uh saying you know he's gonna kill all these sinners and stuff like that, um, which is what Polly is worried about. But he also sent um, Fred Andrews' wallet as, like, evidence that it, this, is, this is real. And <laughs> he sends Mrs. Grundy's heart-shaped glasses. <laughs> it's like, okay, what other thing can we give to show that he this is, like, a real serious threat that this guy actually killed Miss Grundy. What is the one thing that makes you think Miss Grundy... glasses. For sure. Yep. Creepy, creepy heart glasses. Fucking, the, the Riverdale cast writers were straight up just like, alright, we can't send gruesome imagery of, of people's problems, you know? We can't send, like, Mrs. Grundy's severed feet. We gotta... We gotta do something else. Are, yeah. Are you fixing your microphone, dude? No. Oh. Is is it... Do you have level yet? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, there was a technical hiccup. I wasn't sure if uh, Noah had fixed his level real quick. Is it? No, we're good. Okay. Jesus. I'm so... I'm so confused right now. <laughs> I got that Mario brain. I don't have that Domino's hot and ready pizza brain. Oh, yeah, okay. We're good. I see I see what it was. My mistake. So anyway, yeah, fuck fuck that storyline. Fuck everything. Fuck the Coopers. They're still the worst. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, Polly yeah, Polly mentions that she's like she's really worried about getting murdered because she's pregnant with her cousin's twin baby. Yeah, she's an unwed <laughs> mother with her cousin yeah. baby, which I guess might be one of the most biblical things you could be. Yeah. Uh, so she's like, I'm getting out of here. So uh, before the end of the episode, she gets in a cab and goes to upstate. She goes up to, to, she a, goes farm to a farm. Upstate, I did want to touch literally. on the farm. That is very important. We sent Polly to a farm. <laughs> yeah. Fucking. For all the good it did to have Polly in this episode, like, you could have just fucking straight up said that because she hasn't been in the last two episodes. You could have just said. In episode one, oh yeah, Polly's at a farm upstate. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. Waste, it, I don't know, it, it kind of felt like a waste of time. 
a little bit, a little bit, yeah. yeah. Hence my um, little, oh, did we even see Polly? Yeah. So, uh, let's move into the, to the Kevin Oh, plot. boy, this is some juicy meat. Oh, no, hold on, stop. We did not finish the Archie plot. Oh, because right. like the, okay. I feel like this episode, the endings can come in basically any order we fucking want, and we do need so, to talk about Archie's ending. So, so Hiram is like, "Hey, you know what you should do is you should use the same tactics that the Black Hood is using, terror and fear, to go on the offensive <laughs> and try and hunt him down." And Archie's like, "Yeah, this is a good, good idea. You know how I'm gonna do that by making probably the most." Like, Homo, I can say this. I am attracted to boys, if we haven't established that enough. It is the most homoerotic ISIS propaganda video that we have ever yeah. seen. It's very good. It's, it's Archie standing there, like, center frame, with all of his clothes on, and then what I assume is the football team, all shirtless, wearing red, like, I hold hood like ski masks just sitting there all glistening as Archie talks about how they're gonna hunt down the black hood and save her oiled fucking up one of them is like cracking his nuts. I think some of them did wear shirts the question is did we see Dilton Doily also scrawny and oilied up because I don't remember he was manning the camera fuck that is so upsetting to me because I really want to see Dilton Doily shirtless and oiled up I want to see McLovin (laughs) Yeah, so oh, Archie's plotline went from last season, Archie had nothing to do, to this season, I, uh, I got nothing. I got, I don't have a, I don't have a joke for this, because the show is funnier than I could ever be. <laughs> it is just the most bizarre thing I think I've ever seen on a show. No fucking person could have made this called shot. Like... No yeah. speculation could have fucking... I wonder what's going to happen What's gonna happen in season two of Riverdale. Oh, boy army? Oh. 16 boy army? Yes. Oh my, God. oh, my God. It's a good show. Guys, if you don't watch Riverdale, but you listen to us, which I know we have some people that do that, you yes. got to at least watch the last fucking ten minutes of this episode. <laughs> it's, it's fucking bonkers. It's unreal. Okay. All right, now is the time to move into Kevin plot. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Kevin, this episode is his whole. It's basically him dealing with, um, like, being a a gay man in a small town. It's hard, and not being able to like have a real relationship. The only thing he can get as far as like human connection like that is him cruising the woods. In the middle of the night. Which is exceptionally dangerous, as we established in season one. And also, there is a serial killer on the loose. Yeah, so the opening scene is him running through the woods and hearing the gunshots as he's making out with some random dude and going to save Midge and Yeah, Moose. he runs towards um, the gunshots, which, yeah, which like, says a lot about Kevin's character and like quality. V- it really, he's, really he's does. He's a really good guy. Also, do want to touch on, just very briefly, he is in a tank top, and Jesus Christ, I did not know that Kevin had, like, ham hock arms. They are fucking huge. He he is getting buff. He is a big, a big wrestle boy, as he, as he mentions. I'd like to wrestle with that boy, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, when... 
Betty hears about how Kevin is going out into the woods and everything like that. She's worried about him. Um, she she you know she's worried about both him being out in the woods with a serial killer on the loose, and she also feels like he's kind of degrading himself, which Kevin basically comes back at her saying like. This is all I got. Yeah, don't fucking like, tell me how to live my truth. Yeah. Like, don't don't judge me for this because I don't have the same options as you. I can't just pick a boy and go out with them. Yeah, the the like, most I got was a gang member and also the guy I just saved after he got shot. Yeah, who is in a relationship with yeah, who a woman. is a closeted potential homosexual. Yeah. Um. So. And, you know, Betty, the entire episode is basically Betty and Cheryl, to a, a slightly lesser degree, um, confronting him about this. And Cheryl has some fucking baller outfits this episode. She don't do much, but she got some oh. baller outfits. She also makes some great facial expressions this episode. It's so good. <laughs> she like, just sort of lurks. She's like, <laughs> yeah. She lurks in the back. Like, the first time you see her, she is out of focus behind Kevin and Betty as they walk down like the school hallway. It's they great. are building up and what I can only imagine is going to be the best Cheryl arc this season because I don't know what God. they're doing, but it's going to be so good. She went from rightful vengeance paladin to back to her manipulative like spider mistress persona I, pretty quickly. I, I and want this this like regression to be part of her act. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, like she's she's keeping up appearances. Exactly. I need this. I really need them to like do something new with Cheryl. But yeah. but I do still love old Cheryl very very much. But but yeah. Um, so so Kevin and like <laughs> Cheryl brings up Dark Betty again. Fuck me. I listen. I thought we had banished the spirit. <laughs> no, nope. it's still there. Nope. They they. They bring up Dark Betty, and, like, Kevin is like, yeah, like, you get to do all this pink, pity, pink pretty bullshit, and you can do all this BDSM naughty stuff, but, like, I can't do that. Yeah, I'll get... Like, I don't have those I'll options. I'll get beat up and, by our homophobic neighbors. And, they do confront and him Betty eventually. Woods, yes. Which I, I think is when he actually does say that pretty in pink line. And he's just like, Ooh, yeah, yeah. who am I going to date? Who's my boyfriend? It's, I don't know, man. Just like, I do want more Dark Betty. I don't want to skip over that. I, I think we need we more need Dark more Betty. Dark especially Betty. like, uh, especially there needs to be an episode where they separate good pink Betty from Dark Betty. And they become two separate <laughs> Two distinct entities. Most importantly, and this is not a bit, I do need a Dark Betty and Blaze Blossom Girl Squad episode where they, like, kill a serial killer. Like an unrelated serial killer. I do want them <laughs> to hang out. The end of the and the end of the season is Dark Betty and Blaze Blossom yes. like murdering the Black Hood. Oh my god. And then um, season three is finding out who murdered the Black Hood. <laughs> But yeah. the fingerprints don't match because they are different entities. <laughs> um, Fuck this show. But eventually, um, Betty goes to uh, Sheriff Keller, and when um, Kevin has an encounter with a, a creepy man in a car who he imagines is going to stab Does him, have a so he runs stab away. Stab terror. It's kind of odd. Yeah. 
I mean, the dude is really creepy. You don't ever see his eyes. He's wearing a hat and is like always kind of like looking down, so you only see his mouth yeah. and stuff. And the, the framing scene, and so. the lighting are really like I, I I say it every episode, but the framing and the lighting in this show is very good. Yeah. Um. So when he gets back, him and his dad have like a a heart to heart as he sneaks into the house. And it's super emotional. It's probably the yeah. It's probably the closest I've come to like shedding a tear watching this series. Oh, dude, I, I did fucking cry. Like, let's let's, let's yeah. make no mistake. I have no need for, like, fucking, oh, I'm too masculine to cry. I fucking bawled, and it was cathartic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, he's, um, but yeah, like, it just shows how good of a dad Sheriff Keller is, because he's, like, he's just worried about his son, and he knows that, like, you know, this is something that they need to talk about and they need to get off their chest and all this other stuff. And they're handling it well. It, like mm-hmm. I, I really season one didn't make me super confident that they could handle more realistic, heavy storylines very well. Just, you know, I harp on that, that episode with like Josie and the beginning of dark Betty a lot. Um, yeah, but like, it wasn't good, but like, this episode really reaffirms my faith that the show can do good because mm-hmm. damn they handled it really well and like both actors perform perform very very admirably yeah yeah um i don't actually know the name of the actor who plays sheriff keller but casey cott is doing an amazing yeah, job casey cott so casey cott yo hit me up i love those arms please hold me <laughs> I'm an equal opportunist um, creep. So, with the end of the episode, um, there's definitely some tension. There's, like, a, a divide happening between Betty and Kevin, and and that's kind of where that plot line kind of finishes up for the episode. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really about it for this episode. Yeah, th- um, there was no big, crazy murder at the end of the episode. We did get something yeah. big and crazy, but, like... <laughs> It was not a murder. Okay, how soon do you think the red circle will last when one of their members is killed? <laughs> I think it's going to last like maybe two more episodes and then something's going to happen and it, it just goes on. Yeah, the either they're going to kill someone or someone's going to get killed. Oh yeah. my god. This fucking show was they're, they're gonna jump somebody they, they shouldn't yeah. and it's gonna go bad they're gonna jump Principal oh Weatherby my God, or something. they're just gonna fuck Principal Weatherby's old head up oh my god oh. just like this was um, such a good episode there was a lot of really good fashion there was a lot of heartbreaking storytelling just like ugh it's a good show hey guys I, Riverdale's a good show for multiple reasons like it has some really really good it like Somehow, this fucking show can play jump rope with, with like, a really heartfelt, emotional scene, and then also immediately show you a group of shirtless, oiled-up boys making an ISIS propaganda video. Like, and it feels <laughs> totally in-universe and natural. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it could get pretty bonkers, but, like, yeah, like, exactly like you were saying, it's, it's, they managed to to keep it pretty even overall and that helps make it real yeah so um, that'll about do it um hey 
I do have to mention one thing mm. is that there's an enormous amount of just like chain link fences just strewn about Southside High. Yeah, it sort of has got like a checkpoint feel. Yeah, but they're just like down random hallways yeah. and stuff. It's it's really it's bizarre. That, like it seems a little on the nose. Like oh yeah, high school is a prison. Like okay, cool. But like I never went to like, I mean my high school was was shitty but it was like secret shitty um mm-hmm. i never went to like an actual shitty shitty high school um so like maybe that's the norm i genuinely like i do not know that is not my world experience um yeah so listen if you want to tweet at us fucking email us you can get at us at twitter is at maple and blood gmail is maple and blood at gmail.com Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find our Facebook page. It should be uh, just search for Maple Syrup Blood Money on Facebook. You'll find us. It's not like there's a lot of other things named that. Um, you can find our websites at mapleandblood.podbean.com, mapleandblood.wordpress.com, and mapleandblood.tumblr.com. It's it's very very good. All of our content. Yes. Uh, please. We, we say it all the time. It doesn't happen. But um, if you do have an iTunes, which, like, I don't even fucking use iTunes anymore. So, like, I doubt people still mm-hmm. have iTunes. But if you want to give us a, a review on iTunes, good or bad, doesn't matter. We just want your honest opinion. Yes. Please, please, please leave us a review. Um, shoot us an email. Let us know what you think of the show. Because yeah. we listen. Um, like, our whole new formatting thing kind of is us listening. So we do value your yeah. feedback. Yes, definitely. Tell um, your friends. Word of mouth is the most effective form of marketing. Uh, we don't expect exactly. to ever be successful with this. We do just love doing it. And we also sort of get giddy when we find random people listen to it. So... Tweeting oh, yeah. at us is a great yeah, every, way to make our day. Unless you say shit like, every, hey, get fuck cuck. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Every time we get a, a tweet or whatever, I immediately forward it to oh, Kyle. Yeah. And I'm like, look at this. This is oh, great. Oh, dude, it's super fun. It's, it's, it makes my day. Yeah. Um, so, do you have anything to say? Um, if you want to check out some of my stuff, uh, roleplaystudios.tumblr.com, R-O-L-L, play studios, um, or facebook.com slash roleplaystudios. I do a lot of tabletop uh, game design, um, publishing an adventure within the next like week or two. Um, we, I stream, not we stream, I stream at uh, twitch.tv slash bestpalbrigade. We're doing a Star Wars campaign. Um, it's going to be very, very fun. Uh, Noah, what do you do? Um, so I'm on two other podcasts at the moment. I'm on the Role Playing Exchange, which is a tabletop role playing podcast where I'm a co-host. Um, so you should check that out. I'm also on the Technical Difficulties Gaming podcast. It's sort of like a, a guest player. Um, so I'm in an Eclipse Phase campaign, and I'm also running a Better Angels campaign at the oh, moment. Cool. Which now that work is slowing down, I'm actually we're actually going to start that back up again. Um, you can find me on, you can find my personal Twitter at, at Kavadotaku. I just retweet a lot of stuff. Um, I ain't do Twitter. I deactivated my Twitter forever ago. That place is a cesspool. Yeah, it's, it really is. Um, I'm also, uh, I stream every now and then. I just got the new Wolfenstein, like I mentioned, so I started streaming that. So you can find me at twitch.tv slash Kamen Otaku. 
Uh, that's K-A-M-E-N-O-T-A-K-U, because I am a huge Oh, weeaboo. my God. One of our many podcast ideas is that we were going to talk about, like, tokusatsu, specifically, like, Kamen Rider shit. Yeah. Because we both love that shit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, that'll about do it for this week of Maple Syrup Blood Money. I'm going to take us out. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, this has been Maple Syrup Blood Money. I have been your, you know, I did it for the intro, but I'm going to do it again. I have been your buff, oily boy host. Noah. Say, say your name. Oh, shit. <laughs> Hi. Uh, I've been your buff, oily bo- boy host, Mario. <laughs> and I have been your uh, skinny boy host, Luigi. <laughs> Is is Mario thick is the question. Thank you for listening. Tweet us with your thoughts. (laughs) Bye. Bye.